Hey, and welcome to the Your Good News podcast with me, Catherine Getty. It's easy to believe the news around us, that our world is dark and the future is the same. But what if we chose something different? What if we chose to find the good news in each day? This podcast will be a collection of interviews, friends, mentors, colleagues on their good news. From business to health to politics and everything in between, it's my hope you leave with a boost and find your good news. Welcome back to another episode of the Your Good News podcast. I couldn't be more excited for y'all to hear this episode with Maggie. I met her a few months back and have been blown away by her. She's bold and authentic. Uh, she's a badass entrepreneur who said goodbye to corporate America in favor of following her passion for photography. We're going to talk all things about her business and all the things she learned along the way. But without further ado, my episode with Maggie Morris. Awesome. Well, welcome back, everyone. So excited that you've joined for another Your Good News podcast. I couldn't be more excited about having Maggie on today. I know I read a little bit about her. So without further ado, my interview with Maggie. Maggie, how's your day going? How are you? What's up, guys? I'm so excited to be here. Catherine is a gem, as I'm sure you all know. And my day <laughs> I has didn't pay her to say that. No, she didn't actually. She did buy me dinner though, but <laughs> that's not why I said it. Yeah, day's going well. Day's going well. Biggest complaint is shortly before I hopped on here, I spilled a tall glass of cold water all over myself, but we have since recovered. So I'm doing pretty good. We're on the up. We're on the up. Yeah. You, know, you got to take the good with the bad, right? Is that, that's, that's, that's what we're going to say today. That's it. That's it, sis. All right. Well, I always start the podcast with this question, Maggie, what is your good news? It can be personal, professional life. I guess that would be personal. You, you take it as you want to. Mm, okay. Well, I'll start with my small snippet of good news. So this weekend I went out on the town as one does, except I don't really do this because <laughs> I more enjoy like going out on the couch. Yes. Under similar. a blanket. Similar. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. But I went out on the town with my girls and, you know, as one does, we're drinking, we're dancing. And then all of a sudden I spot something on the ground and I lean down to pick it up and it's a $20 bill. Wow. Honestly, that right there, that's my good news. Okay. So that was like my small good (laughs) news and I was too excited about it. And, and Catherine, guess how I spent the 20 bucks. Please tell me either on your cab ride home or more drinks. Yeah. (laughs) That's all the above, all the above. But like, it made me feel like the drinks were free, you know? So anyways, that's my little good news. My big good news is Friday is my last day um, in corporate America because I have put my two weeks in and I am taking my photography business full time, baby. So I'm pretty jazzed about that. I mean, I feel like both of these, it's like finding the $20 is like finding the good and the little things that happen to us. And then like finding the good and like, scary ass things that we do because I mean that's like such a big accomplishment to you've started a business you know how did you prepare for that leap I feel like it's kind of something we never ever feel ready to do something like that but you're doing it so talk us through that whole 
process for you? I still don't feel ready, but I'm doing <laughs> it. Um, messy action. Messy action. Messy action. I I don't know. The best things in life should scare you and challenge you. And that's what this is doing. And yeah, I wouldn't say ready is the word, but like, and honestly, I don't even feel fully secure, but I would say I started to feel secure about it when I realized that I was matching my corporate salary with photography by doing like two to three shoots a week versus, you know, working my 40, 45 hour work week. So just kind of realizing that I could be my own boss, set my own hours, actually work less and enjoy more and make the same amount or more was sort of when my mentality about it changed and I realized, okay, I can do this. So obviously like I'm terrified. I don't feel ready. There's so much (laughs) that I have to learn. I'm 23. I'm a baby, but there's, there's never going to be a perfect time, right? Like there's always going to be something in the way. And I think that's how it is for a lot of big life events. There's never going to be a good time to like get a dog, get a cat, have a baby, get married, move across the country. Like, we are always going to make up excuses for ourselves. And it's unfortunate because like, that's how a lot of people stand in their own way. And I guess I just got really tired of standing in my own way and, and being jealous of all these entrepreneurs out there, like making their own hours, doing their own thing. And I found myself judging them being like, these people are crazy. Like corporate life is more secure. And then I realized like the reason I was judging them was because of that jealousy. Jealousy. Yeah. If I could do it then I should. Also, I don't know why my computer is dinging. It's because my brother has a broken arm. So he just texted in the family group chat. They gave me morphine. Great for him. He's so feeling just, better. Yeah. He's just feeling so you guys all He's getting modern, different. modern medicine is good. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I think that you talked about a couple of things I'd like to dive in a little bit deeper. I think that fear, that fear voice that a lot of us will allow, you know, not just launching an amazing photography business, but there's like little things that we say we can't do, you know, are there things that helped you kind of, you know, you talked about the money aspect, but were there other things that helped you kind of get through those fear? Was it journaling or talking to friends or like, how did you kind of like rationalize the irrational fears? Yeah. I think so. The first time that I told somebody like I'm going to quit my corporate job and do photography full time was really, really scary because I was admitting out loud to myself and to the world at that point, like this is something that I want to do. I'm going to make it happen. That's when it became real. And honestly, my expectation was that I was going to tell people and they were going to fire back with you're crazy. That's stupid. You don't have a secure source of income. Things could change at any time. Like COVID really shook up the the industry in terms of photography, especially wedding photography. That could happen again. Like I thought people were going to have all these doubts, but that is the opposite of what happened with every person that I told people just got more and more excited. Everyone was like, this is what you should have been doing all along. I'm so stoked for you. You're so talented. This is your true calling. I can't wait for you to be happy. And everyone like kind of reaffirming my little voice in the head. Yeah. Yeah. And reaffirming just like my decision to take it full time was really encouraging because obviously I have so much imposter syndrome and self-doubt and was talking myself out of it time and time again. But for all these people on the outside to see me and have no stake in it and be talking me into it, it's, it pushed me. And that's like, what was really the final source of encouragement? Yeah. I think the verbalization, I mean, saying it out loud, out loud, you're like, okay, well I've said it now. And another person has heard it now. 
It's real. I think it's the standing in our own way. I mean, there's so many times and it can be little things of standing in our own way. It's like, we know, you know, we want to go on this trip, but we're like, we're not going to save that 20 extra dollars. It like adds up over time. And how do you, how you talk to about friends helping, you know, verbalize it out. Were there ways that you kind of talked and, and said, okay, I'm not going to listen to this voice anymore that's saying shouldn't do it. It's not secure. Don't want to do it. How did you kind of work through those issues? They don't even be issues. Like, how did you? I don't think I did work through them. <laughs> like, Still working on it. <laughs> I'm still working on it. They're, they're very much there. There's this quote on entrepreneurship that I heard probably a couple months ago. And I'm sure like so many people have heard it. But essentially, it was like, no one ever accomplished anything by doing things the traditional way. Mm-hmm. And that was something that really struck me because like as a stereotypical Virgo type A personality, ESFJ, like Enneagram <laughs> three, like literally I'm like perfectionist tradition, standards, routine, yeah. like, boom, 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 boom across the board. Like I am the worst type of person. <laughs> and so kind of breaking, breaking out of that, hearing that quote and being like, okay, it's fine for me to forego the tradition and the stereotypical corporate nine to five America. That's not a measure of my success. And that's not an indication of failure. In fact, I actually will be able to achieve more like all the greatest people, all the greatest innovators, you know, did something different, whether it was they dropped out of college to pursue their business or, you know, they quit their crazy six figure salary job um, because they had an idea. Like you just hear about all those people and, and they kind of went against the grain. And so, um, I think whenever I have those little like itches of doubt or like waves, giant (laughs) tidal waves of doubt, I sort of just like remind myself of that, that quote and that it's worth the risk because I could be, you know, building something great here. Well, and I think it's too, it's like, it probably, I know for me when like thinking about this podcast, the voice of not doing it became the scream louder than the voice of doing it. You know, I think I have found so much solace in getting to talk to you about kind of your starting this business as I've been starting this, you know, this is my baby podcast Yay. right now. I'd love to talk a little bit more about uh, how, you know, you've introduced me to Marlena. There's other people that I've, you know, gotten to meet through her how do you find other entrepreneurs? Is that a helpful space for you? Like, what have you learned as they're kind of growing their business? You know, I think sometimes we think it's it's a pie that if your piece is getting bigger, someone else is getting more. Like, talk to me more about kind of like, how do you find a group of people that help support you as you're going along? Yeah, I mean, I think it's ultimately about community versus competition. And I struggle with this constantly. Again, going back to the imposter syndrome, jealousy, always comparing myself to especially other women and where they're at. But essentially, um, my my little from college, we both like actually ended up dropping our sorority, but stayed in touch. Even after she transferred schools, I graduated um, and she's now based in Philly. At the beginning of pandemic, she made this random Instagram group chat of 10 women and essentially said, start 
all have so much in common. And at first it was super awkward because like yeah, everyone like, was like, oh, what are we doing here? What do we like do with our hands. What do we do with our hands? Awkward Ricky Bobby. <laughs> like it's literally so awkward and just so foreign. Um, so, you know, it kind of started off superficial with us just like engaging with each other on Instagram, responding to stories, liking and commenting on that thing. And, you know, at this point I wasn't like really serious about my my business it was just like a side hustle and a hobby but all of these the women in this group we call them we call ourselves the boss babes which is super I don't know super just like stereotypical I feel like but uh, everyone in this group was was kind of hustling and facilitating their side hustle or their business we have someone who's a fashion influencer we have Marlena who does web and graphic design social media we have Emma doing social media we have Rachel doing web design like it's just this amazing group of women and everyone kind of has their their niche. So I think like, as I began to engage with that group of women more, and as my side hustle turned into a bigger moneymaker for me, their encouragement and seeing them pursue their entrepreneurial work, whatever, you know, industry it was in encouraged me to be like, wow, they all, you know, where they were, where they were, where I am. Yeah. (laughs) And they turned their life around and, you know, went to, went on to pursue something that maybe they didn't go to school for, maybe they didn't have experience in, but that they worked their ass off at and advertised themselves in and they have found success. So just seeing all of them like talk about everything from, you know, flexibility and making your own hours to the scary stuff like the IRS and filing as an LLC <laughs> and like getting an the logistical <laughs> never like all of that small business jazz we've all kind of conversed together about and I think that's been pivotal for me like I, I remember when I was first in the group and kind of starting to form ideas about shots by mag and you know potentially making this a full-time gig I was looking at how everyone else in the group was running their businesses and thinking I had to do it that way too yeah which that was that was an interesting hurdle to get over again because of the comparison. It was probably the tradition it, too in you that like kind of wanted to be like, okay, well, this is how it's been done. So not to speak for you, but like I can pull that through. Yeah, no, it was it was definitely you're right. I like to go down a path that has been traveled, not the yeah. path less traveled, the path that's been traveled time and time again that has like high, you know, high me too. High me. Yeah. <laughs> why, why it took me maybe a year to get this podcast started. Yeah. Because you know, it's, it's not as scary and we have so much self-doubt. And so I was kind of going down thinking, okay, I have to, you know, build my website the way that Marlena did. And be on Instagram the way that Emma is and all this. And then kind of realizing like, no, these people aren't my competition and they're also not who I'm trying to become. I have to become myself. And so if I disagree with one of their strategies or one of their marketing plans, that's fine. And I, I should, you know, I think, and this is like a massive just driver in my life period is I tried to picture myself doing what everyone else is doing in this group and just in general, in the general world of entrepreneurship. Yeah. And I tried to force myself to take the steps that everyone else seemed to be taking that I thought were the right steps. And I literally couldn't do it. 
<laughs> like I aggressively didn't want to so badly. Like I didn't there and you know, specific things, you know, certain people post on Instagram every day. I hate that. Like, that's just not me. Some days I just don't feel like it. Certain people are really into hashtags. Certain people are really into TikTok. There's all these things that businesses do, especially on social media. And I thought I had to do all of them. But when I tried to make myself do them, I couldn't, like I froze and that- Yeah, I wasn't authentic. It was authentic. So then when I, oh, look at this like glowy stuff on my face, the light is yeah, coming you- in. <laughs> yes. Amazing. Yeah. So I think when I started to just kind of show up and do things organically, if I felt like posting on social media, I did it. If I felt like using hashtags, I did it. If I didn't want to do something, I didn't do it. Um, was It was just so much liberating and satisfying. And that's the whole reason like I quit my corporate job is because everything that I had to do, I I hated it. There was a, such a sense of dread. And like, why would I try to Replicate trap that? Yeah. Yeah. Why would I try to trap myself? And it's interesting, like as humans are creatures of habit. And I think to an extent, we feel like we deserve to suffer, to be trapped or, you know, to have to follow routine. Like, you know, we kind of, again, put these blockages up against ourselves. And so I was like, no, 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 no. I'm just going to do it the Maggie way. And like, I, you know, definitely have messed up and I've made crazy mistakes. I I just had like this huge technological scare of the weekend, but like we're doing it. And every time I make a big mistake, I know that I'll never make that mistake again. And I learn tremendously from it. And And it's not being, it sounds like you're not afraid of failure. And I think so many people are afraid of failure because they don't, they would choose the devil they do know of being in suffering versus failing and learning. And it sounds like that for you has been a huge lesson as you've been growing the company. Yeah, definitely. There's another stupid like quote about entrepreneurship. And I just say stupid because it's so cheesy, Um, but it's a baseball analogy. And it's like, you can't hit a home run if you don't even step up to the plate. And it's basically just saying, which is also funny because now I live like a five minute walk from um, Nationals Park, but I'm not, I'm not a baseball fan at all. But that just really <laughs> resonates with me. The fact that like we oftentimes are so afraid of failure that to prevent failure, we don't even try. But that's so much more discouraging than trying and failing. Um because, you know, if we don't try, we will always resent ourselves and we owe it to ourselves to, to try and like, listen to that, that inner purple or whatever you want to call it. That's like leading us towards something, you know, I, I couldn't agree more. And I think it also lends to the idea. I've heard you kind of talk about this in different ways of trusting your gut. There's been a lot of times where like, you know, the corporate job isn't for me. It's not, you know, filling my cup or doing it this way isn't, isn't right. How have you started to train your brain to be like, okay, I'm actually going to listen to my gut. Cause it sounds like you have a really good gut about your business and has grown so much. So would love to hear more about that. I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, there's no good answer. I think, I think my biggest strength as a person is I have like a painful level of self-awareness. I don't think that's bad. That's an amazing thing. I feel like there's a lot of people who don't have self-awareness. So like get on with your bad self. Yeah, it's definitely productive, but it's also like hard to be so in tune with your feelings and your desires and your goals and everything. But I have never had trouble like understanding how I feel or why I feel a certain way or what my strengths are, what my weaknesses are, what's standing in my way. Am I standing in my own way? When I mess up, I call myself out on it immediately. Like 
growing up, my, my parents never grounded me a, because I was a saint and B because <laughs> my self-inflicted mental punishment oh, was always so bad. <laughs> yeah. And, and so I think at some level like that, you know, my self-awareness was just so strong and my inner voice was just so strong. Like I could not burying it because it's exhausting not to listen to yourself and yeah. exhausting not to listen to your body. It's, it's very upsetting. It goes against, you know, everything that you are like me saying, I hate corporate America. I hate nine to five life and just showing up and doing it every day and abiding by the success measures and the, yeah. and the rules and regulations was literally sucking the life out of me because none of those things were important to me. None of those things were passions. None of them were fulfilling me and so the more like down I got the louder that inner voice was saying you just gotta go for it and so that's what I did <laughs> I mean I think that's amazing and I think like there's so many little nuggets that I hope people can like hear and listen to over and over because it's like so many of us are standing in our own way so many of us are afraid of the failure so many of us you know don't trust our gut or aren't authentic thinking we have to do it one way so Lots of little nuggets today, Maggie. I'm going to switch gears a little bit. I'm going to switch gears a little bit. Okay, let's do it. Okay, as a photographer, taking photos can be such a personal, is such a personal action. I know when I, full disclosure, Maggie took amazing headshots of me. (laughs) Um, Check out my Instagram. And I was terrified. I had put it off for so long. I think that my LinkedIn headshot was when I was uh, 21. That would be 10 years ago. So baby Getty needed to be retired. And (laughs) the actual human that I am today (laughs) needed to be in the photo. You know, I felt really nervous going into it. And you have such an amazing way of making people feel really comfortable in the beginning, like from the jump. How have you kind of tuned those skills because I feel like you're really great at it. Well, thank you. Um, I just got (laughs) emotional. I mean, this like is going to sound really bad. That's the one part that I have never had to try at. Like photography itself, the art, the technique, the skill set, the editing, the equipment, the business side of things, that has been a a crazy learning curve. And like I so much that I have to grow in and improve upon. But the people, like that's been my MO this entire time because the whole reason I got into photography, you'll like this. I don't even know if I've shared this with you. The whole reason I got into photography was because in high school, my mom would show up with her, you know, DSLR, her nice camera, do all of that, you know, prom and homecoming pictures and whatnot. And she would always snap photos just like all the other moms, except for her, it wasn't about me looking a certain way or the photos turning out quote unquote good because she just thought I was beautiful and the photos were beautiful no matter what. And like, that's awesome. And like, thanks mom. <laughs> thanks mom. Uh, you know, I really, we really appreciate that. Appreciate she that. was like, in your corner and it is awesome. She was in my corner and she, you know, every, she thought that basically like everything that I, I did and every way that I looked was was beautiful and perfect in its own right. And I respect that wholeheartedly, but also as like an insecure 15, 16, 17 year old seeing photos where I wasn't smiling or my eyes were closed or she didn't tell me to suck in like all this dumb shit. Right. Um, and now I know that's not what makes a good photo, but like at that time, to me, those things were important. I wanted yeah. to see a photo of myself and be like, hell yes, that is me. Yeah. I feel a hundred percent Maggie. I look a hundred percent Maggie. I am 
so excited with the way these photos turned out. And so essentially, like I, I explained this to my mom time and time and she was just like, you know what? Why don't you just take the camera? Why don't you just do it yourself? And I was like, okay, bet. And so I literally took the family camera. I decided it was mine. <laughs> and I took all the stuff that they had bought for it. You know, my, my dad, bless his heart. He's the type of person where when he decides that he has a hobby, he goes, he goes full, full end. send. I love this. full send. One time he decided <laughs> he was going to get into astronomy. He bought like three, several thousand dollar telescopes, mm. set them up in the garage. When he decided he was going to be a cyclist, not one bike, <laughs> 10 bikes, all different types. <laughs> so he had gone full send getting the family camera, you know, with multiple batteries and all these memory cards and like an external flash and a tripod, multiple lenses, whatever. So I just took all that shit and made it myself, my own. <laughs> I was like, no one else can use this. Because y'all don't know how. And so in those days, like, I mean, the camera wasn't very good. You know, it's it was from like, what, 2010 um, at that point. And I didn't know what the hell I was doing, but I brought it to college with me because, again, I had claimed it as my own. And uh, <laughs> I um, started just like taking headshots of people because people were like, oh, you have a nice camera. Can can you take headshots? I mean, so that's actually where I got started. But, you know, I think it it all just goes back to like the whole point I got into it was because I felt insecure posing in front of a camera and I wasn't happy with the way that I looked after. I didn't feel seen. Yes. And so my whole thing that I, I like to tell my clients is like, everyone deserves to feel beautiful and seen. I want to help you do that. So for me, it's so amazing to like have clients get their photos back and see them and be like, wow, like I have never felt so me, you know, I have never felt so perfectly captured. Like these photos are me and I look so happy and I'm so excited about them. Like I feel so energized. I feel so heard like that fills me up like no other. And that is kind of what drives me. So that part, the making people feel comfortable is simply because I know what it's like to be in their shoes. And I never want anyone to feel that way. (laughs) Well, now I'm emotional because (laughs) I think that that was one of the first things I texted you. And I like saw you sent me like a few of the photos that night and I like sent it to my mom. And I was like, I actually feel like I've been seen for the first time in like a really long time. Like I would be the person that whenever it was photo time, like I would run, like I would like actively, I don't have photos from my twenties. Maybe that's a good thing. We will never know. But I think that that's such an important thing for people to realize is that photos can really be a way for you to capture a moment and capture who you are in that moment. And it doesn't have to be like, I, I think in my mind, I saw it as a report card. And I think after we took photos and we talked through, I was like, oh no, this is just like who I am right now. And that's cool that I have those photos to like celebrate that. And so I think that that's a really, really cool thing. So people get your photos taken by Maggie. You meet her like immediately. (laughs) This is awesome. I'm feeling very gassed up. (laughs) I want to touch on something that you just said, how you felt that um, the photos were a report card of sorts. And that's why you yeah. kind of put it off for so long. I hear this from a lot of people who like will submit inquiries and then 
back out, everyone says like, I'm not ready. And I think the most common thing that people will say specifically women is let me lose weight first. Like Mm -hmm. I literally had a headshot inquiry this weekend and I, you know, I sent some sample work and they're like, this is great. I sent pricing. This is great. And then I sent dates and she was like, oh no, no, no. Those are all way too soon. And I go, oh, like I have, you know, alternative dates I can offer you sent later dates. And she goes still too soon. And I'm like, well, you know, when's a good date for you? And she goes, I don't know. I have to lose a bunch of weight first. And that just, that pains me so much. That makes me so sad because you don't need to like get ready or look a certain way or be a certain way or have accomplished something. Or even like, you know, we could go further. A lot of people think that they can only get photos if they have a significant other, if they're engaged, if they're married, if they have children, if they have a family, if they got a promotion, if they graduated. No, that's bullshit. You don't have to wait for some timeline, some awards, some recognition, some like life moment. Literally the way that you are (laughs) right now is how you are. And it's awesome. And it's perfect. And like, you don't, you don't, want to you know look a way that you're not like you want to be captured authentically and you want to love that because that's also why I don't retouch my photos because I feel like you know I want people to look at photos and have them be an accurate representation of what they actually look like yeah obviously in their most beautiful like you know shiny sparkly light and I'm gonna make people look good it's what I do but you know I think it's it ties in really closely to self-esteem and like one thousand you need to look at a photo and say like I look good I am beautiful like I and whatever you know affirmations you want to add on to that because it's way more than just physical but yeah at this point I'm just going down a whole whole tangent but no and I think we could have an entire separate podcast (laughs) about the things that we tell ourselves about what photos need to be look like and I know like when I came that day, I wasn't in tip top shape. Like I wasn't feeling great. Um, Mom, dad, don't listen to this part. I was wicked hungover that day. (laughs) And I like was like, okay, well you've signed up, like you're doing this. And I thought of a thousand ways that I was going to get out of the photos. I thought a thousand ways I was going to do it. And I was like, okay, you've paid, like, just go, just see what happens. Like give a shot. And I think that that kind of ties back to the fear. Like I was so afraid of what those photos were going to make me feel like. I didn't even think about the thought that like, maybe I could just for a moment be proud of myself. Like Mm. how many times a day do we tell ourselves that we're not good enough or we are not measuring up? And like, I think for a lot of people, photography can be that like place of like, it's a physical representation, you know, and with social media these days, it's like, if you're not taking photos of yourself, like, are you alive? And I'm like, yeah, I'm like Gucci. Yeah. You know, I just, it's, I think that that's just such a unique thing. And the way you talk about it is so special that I hope people really hear that it doesn't have to be a certain moment. Like I use, I said, I needed new LinkedIn photos. Like, I just like, I don't want to do photos. (laughs) (laughs) Full disclosure. I was like, I just want a new photo that I'm not 21. That's like, that's a perfect reason. There doesn't even need to be a reason. And I think this like full circle ties back to the whole messy action thing of me starting Mm -hmm. my own business is like, no, all my ducks are not in a row. No, No. all the cards are not aligned. Like nothing about this is perfect, but I'm doing it. And so same thing with like getting your photo taken. You don't have to look a certain way, accomplish a certain thing, be in a certain frame of mind. You can be hungover. You can be (laughs) the heaviest you've ever been. You can be like whatever. And, you know, just being captured, getting it, like 
doing it, standing in front of the camera is so momentous in so many ways. And it's also really, really special because like it's, you know, 30 minutes, an hour, 90 minutes yeah. of me just hyping you up and like you getting <laughs> an amazing high girl. <laughs> Thank you. Like, think about it. Think about it. Like, I know nobody ever just has like 30 minutes, an hour, 90 minutes to themselves where they have all the attention in the world. Everything is about them. So that's also really beautiful to like take that time for yourself and be like, I deserve this. I deserve this pause and this recognition. And like you said, that pride, being proud of yourself, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, there doesn't need to be a specific occasion. You should just be. Just be you. I mean, I feel like we've covered a lot of good news. Maggie, you gotta, oh you're, gonna, you're gonna have to come back because I feel like there's <laughs> literally so much we can unpack. We'll have to get an update on how Shots by Mag is going. But before we end, I'm gonna be putting this in the show notes, but where can people find you on social media, on your website? Where can people find you? Good question. Well, if you want to just like knock on my apartment door, and no, I'm kidding. Do that. My <laughs> don't, dog please, people, please, people don't do that. Yeah, don't do it. Safety. Um, safety first. Yeah, you guys can follow me on Instagram at Shots by Mag. My personal account is Mag Swag Morris. Less active on there, but if you want to, you know, see the real raw me, it's uh, it's pretty raw on Shots by Mag <laughs> at this point too. Let's be real. I have no filter. And then my website is just shotsbymag.com. But yeah, I would love to connect with anybody who's listening. Y'all are beautiful. You deserve to feel beautiful and seen. Never forget it. And thank you, Catherine, for having me on here. This has been a lot of fun. Maggie, I can't thank you enough for joining us today. I feel like my cup is really full. I'm going to go share some good news with people. People need to book you. Run, don't walk to (laughs) shotsbymag.com. But thank you. See, I told y'all that was fun. I have copied Maggie's info into the show notes Please run, don't walk to working with her. She is truly, truly amazing. And I'm so grateful that she was able to share her light with us today. And thank you all for listening to another episode of the Your Good News podcast. Join us next Thursday. We'll have another episode. But in the meantime, if you liked it, share, uh, subscribe, help this little engine that could. And until next week, see ya. See ya.